Hey, Zach. What's up, girl? Did you know that you could get new episodes of We're Not Together early by downloading the Reverie app? Shh, are we allowed to tell people about that? <gasps> I'm just telling you, no one else can hear this. Oh my God. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> the mic is hot. <laughs> oh, All no. right, well, I guess now the secret's out. Go on the Reverie app and download next week's episode now. Yeah. Coach, is it gay if I take it up the butt? <laughs> We're all, for the most part, in some like low-level fight-flight panic response all the time all because the, time. the world is fucking going up mm-hmm. in flames. Amen. Life continued happening years later, and I was like, "I'm not taking your fucking name. Like, <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me?" Hotter ship. Hotter ship. Yeah, Hotter ship. it's yeah. like mothership. But, yeah, yeah, but not. But yeah, hotter. <laughs> That's the kind <laughs> okay. of. Okay, That's the kind <laughs> of gold you can you can expect tonight. Fantastic. Right. You ready to do this thing? Yeah. Okay, guys, welcome back to We're, we're Not, Not Together. together. I-, I am Zach, and this um, is... I'm Haley. Yeah, and we're both gay. Yep, but we're not together. Not together, that's the whole deal. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if we need to explain this every, every time, single but we time? will. I think people aren't going to... like. I just I think so... I just We get all these letters asking, like, when are you guys going to like get together? <laughs> yeah, we're the real Ross and Rachel of this podcast. Um, <laughs> it's the only possible <laughs> Ross and Rachel of this podcast. <laughs> So um, so today we're actually going a little off format. I'm kind of nervous about it, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, me too. Because yeah. we usually have one of our, like, uh, adorable... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, adorable and doofy um, and straight friends. And regrettably straight friends. <laughs> um, and, you know, we always feel like we're the smartest in the room. But um, today that is not the case. It really isn't. Absolutely not. No. Um, so we're with uh, Ann Hodder who is a multi-certified sex and um, relationship educator. Um, so here's Anne. Oh, hey. Yeah, welcome to the show. <laughs> yeah, Thanks welcome. for having me. Yeah, I really loved on your site that uh, you're described as the sex ed teacher you wish you had in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've yeah, heard that a lot of times. Yeah. And I actually, I would have loved to have had me in high school. Yeah. I had, she was some old lady and I think her name was Rose and like nothing wrong with old ladies, obviously. No, but, but Rose sure. is definitely an old lady. She, for yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it was like small town, New England. And she was, it's just weird. Like that picture of that, like Graham's, mm-hmm. Graham Graham uh-huh. holding up pictures of birth and, you know, gonorrhea and the stuff that they use to try to um, convince high school kids that sex is terrible and oh, will kill no. you. Yeah. So it was just a bad, a bad thing. Oh, Rose no. is also the name of someone who would call a vagina Rose. Oh, it's true. And then each time you have sex before marriage, you pull a petal off that rose. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Which is the state of sex education in a majority of states in this country. What do they think happens after sex that just the rose stays completely intact and is never. I don't know. You know, the sex before marriage, that's bad. But then after, like, or or like there's also this idea that, like, like, if a girl sleeps with, like, a lot of guys, she's loose. But then afterwards, it could be the same guy over and over again. And right. that's fine. Well, what you're attempting to do right now is put logic to the bullshit we're fed. Yeah. So you could go in circles <laughs> and then your head will explode. Oh. Uh, the whole thing with the flower, though, mm-hmm. is... And there are so many analogies like this used. I've heard the used bubble gum. I've mm-hmm. heard, like, chew it so much. And then all of a sudden, it's, like, oh, tasteless God. and gross. My- the idea is, like, you need to save yourself so you have something to give to your partner. And then who cares what happens as long as he gets something great that man so the fucking man yeah. so then basically it's like oh make sure your flowers have shitloads of petals so that it's pretty because when you present it to the man who gets you as his prize he's got a full-blown flower to look at instead of a thorny stick oh yeah dudes <laughs> oh, love God. flowers you guys <laughs> i feel like more dudes than like thorny sticks as well and just won't admit that <laughs> no, true no. yeah yeah uh dang you guys anyway man, we're just, like jumping learning, right in I'm yeah yeah so much <laughs> So let's talk a little bit about, um, real quick, what exactly Mm. do you do? Like, what are some of the things Mm -hmm. that you do? Um, So you're a relationship and sex educator. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, I do a few things um, all in the realm of sexuality in some way. So um, half the time I am doing PR and marketing for companies that work in the sex industry. So I'm incorporating as much sex ed type information as I can Mm -hmm. into like ad campaigns and stuff, just so that we're not using the same old bullshit to try to sell a vibrator or a dildo, like this idea of like, it's a boyfriend replacement or only Mm. lesbians wear strap-ons or, you know, 
butt plugs are for anal crazoids and like could never possibly be used by anyone of any gender or orientation. Um, right. So anyway, so that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then the, the more rewarding stuff is um, I teach workshops um, currently most often in treatment and recovery centers. Oh. So I am introducing sexuality and relationships type discussions into uh, programs for recovery from substance use disorder oh, wow. or eating disorders or compulsive behavior disorders and uh, working with teenagers and adults do in that world, which is crazy in the sense that um, two years ago, if you'd ever asked me if that was something I would ever even be able to do or that people would be open to having, I would never have believed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it does take a little bit of convincing at times to remind people why talking about sex and sexuality is important when you're trying to get sober, um, which is a whole other conversation. Well, okay, so how did you get into it in the first place? Um, I I mean, the short of it is I was a journalist that covered the sex industry and always was interested in human sexuality, not even really on purpose. It was just from a young age, I... I basically started masturbating like all the time and I had never, I did not grow up in a um, house where we didn't really talk about anything like that, but also there wasn't any, as a result of not talking about it, there wasn't any shame associated and it was really just like, oh, this is fun and great and um, wanted to like learn more about it and I didn't have the internet growing up because I am that old Uh, (laughs) and so I would go to the local library and we still had card catalogs and I just found the sex section and just read as many books as possible and um, old back issues of Cosmopolitan magazine. And so it was always something that was interesting to me. And I assume wanting to learn more was to try to normalize my experience so that I could not feel like this might be weird or bad. Mm. And also learning that um, the more I read about it, the more interesting it was and also like the more likely I would be to maybe accidentally get turned on at the same time. I had no <laughs> shame as a kid, which yeah. is, and then I'm trying, I even to this day, try to think like, well, when did the shame even start? Because for sure, something shifted somewhere in my 20s, and it likely had to do with a variety of things, like all kinds of complicated things in our, you know, brains do, um, where my masturbation process was like not... It, it would happen and it was fine, but it was not, I didn't have the same relationship to it as I did when I was a kid and I was like, anywhere I had the opportunity, like if I ended up getting aroused for whatever reason, it was like fantastic. Like, where can I do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and I had enough tact at least to find, you know, privacy. <laughs> so anyway, true. this isn't the yeah. short explanation at all, no. but um, <laughs> no, please. went to journalism school, uh, sociology minor and was doing a lot of um work with gender and at the time this was before like gender was gender as it is so Mm -hmm. i just thought it was interesting it was very much men's studies versus women's studies and just understanding the perspective of um men's social experience and social psychology just very interesting but didn't think it was going to go it wasn't like planning to utilize it anywhere it was just like this is good information as a social person and then um one of my first jobs out of journalism school was covering the adult industry and uh, which is not as like glamorous or exciting as it sounds. No, but it's like kind of boring, but like but better than I guess covering the economy. I don't know. That sounds pretty exciting to me. I guess yeah. I'm just like a jaded asshole at this point. <laughs> but um, throughout that, uh, did a lot of work with sex toys. Met a lot of people in the sex toy industry. When I left the magazine, started doing the PR and marketing stuff. And see. while doing that, LA Weekly needed an editor for a sex blog so that they could sell ads. And on a blog that was separate from laweekly.com, they heard of me, so they hired me, and I became um, the sex blogger, sex editor, editor person there. Mm-hmm. And so I had an alter ego and this whole thing, and that started to become an accidental sex educator, like that persona, oh. Barbie Davenport. I was going to say, still on the internet. Yeah, Barbie oh, Davenport, cool. like fucking fantastic name. Barbie I, Davenport. That was you. Yeah, that was me. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, someone one day in like Target, someone asked me. I don't know if they asked me if I was Barbie Davenport or they like recognized me somehow, which was fucking weird because most of my photos were like chin down, but I had a tattoo that was recognizable. So I guess like that meant that I was successful and I made it. Yeah, you got recognized. Yeah. So I was doing that stuff. People called me a sex educator. I was on the podcast, yada, yada. But it, it and I knew a whole lot intellectually, but hadn't had formal training in it. And I just felt a little bit 
imposter syndrome and didn't mm-hmm. feel like it was right. And so um, I looked at programs that were dedicated to specific sex ed training, like how to provide this information in a, an accurate and unbiased way mm. outside of like going to school for four years, because you'd be surprised medical school or sex therapy or therapy school does not have a ton of focus on specifically on sexuality and sex information. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found a couple of programs and uh, got accepted and just sort of started that journey. I think it was 2014 when I f- went to the first program. Oh, wow. And now there's I've done a few different certifications and I have additional training in dream work and working with our subconscious uh, and then also training doing breathwork meditation, which is just a way to connect your yourself to your body and get out of your head. So I'll utilize, depending on the client, um, a combination of all three or one or the other, uh, just according to what they might need or want, what their goals are. For people who really want to dive in, um, the breathwork and dream work really like cuts cuts in and bypasses your brain, so you don't even really have to think about it. You just end up doing it. Um, you just have to be willing to receive what your body ends up yeah. telling yeah, that you. Sound, I bet that, that's hard. Those both sound extremely interesting, especially I, I want to hear more about the one-on-one sessions, but I also really want to know how you came up with the name Bar- Barbie Davenport. <laughs> oh, it's so, I will tell you. Most importantly. Yeah. Well, it is so I'm simple. Assuming, that, can I just guess? Yeah, is it yeah. just like the the like the like toy you played with the most as a kid and mm-hmm. then like the street you grew up on? So I would be like Woody oh, Columbia like or something journey. like that. It wasn't. Which, like, no. You know, because that would have been boring. My uh, my <laughs> porn star name would have been Herbert Mays. <laughs> Nobody yeah, would have so clicked on my name on it the was, internet. It was toy you played with the most and street name. Street name. So mine would have been Patrick Murray Hill. Just, oh, that's oh, a good one. I, I would so? definitely, he definitely would Isn't he on TV right now? He would Isn't write a column Patrick, for sure. It wouldn't yeah. be a sex column. Right, right. Patrick yeah. Murray Hill. Patrick Murray Hill. I feel like, like he the, would have been um, on Seventh Heaven or something. Yeah, oh. or like he's the most interesting man in the world. He sounds dreamy. Yeah, yeah, he, but he, he sounds like a little gay. Older I man, <laughs> older man daddy is. If there are any Patrick Murray Hills listening right now, <laughs> um, I am single. Please yeah, reach out to it. Zach. But so uh, Barbie, though. Yeah, it was really just, um, you know, I'm a blonde person. And so I wanted a combination of like ditzy name and like regal, sophisticated mm. British name. So it was it. like, so basically like Barbie, like yeah. Barbie and then Davenport with an E at the end. Yeah, you've got money. Oh, exactly old money dits yeah whatever like my parents pay for my shit but i go to like orgies and have no shame right right you're yeah. the yeah. you're the shame of the family <laughs> like if exactly el, to like everyone if, but me like if el woods went down a very different path <laughs> kind of yeah. yeah so i did want to touch on something you just talked about um because actually zach and i have talked about before mm. how we kind of have this theory and i don't know if this is true you might know this mm. that um a lot of gay people or people in the lgbt community are kind of um have like alcoholic tendencies and Mm -hmm. we have like theories Mm. as to like you know it's because like i mean it also it a there's like we were talking like kind of just general shame that's like put upon us from other people or Mm -hmm. is internalized but then also like when you go out it's like oh it's brunch like it's a party it's a party yeah Yeah, Mm. it's like constantly there's another excuse to but there's yeah but there's you're kind of like i mean pride weekend i was like Mm -hmm. drunk Mm -hmm. from friday to to monday morning yeah i mean but yeah. I didn't realize that there was um, it like a lot of association with being an addict and your sex life. Can you go into oh, that? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really does. It's rooted in shame um, mm. or sexual trauma. Mm. And right. so definitely in the queer community, uh, until recently, we grew up knowing or being told that not only was this not okay, but like God will hate you and you'll probably burst into flames as soon as you die. So good luck, you know, and there was risk of being ostracized from your family and basically having the love you so desperately need rescinded as a result of something you have no control over. Mm -hmm. And even if your own family didn't subscribe to that belief system it was everywhere else including our fucking legal system like law it was illegal so whether you're aware of it or not you're internalizing that from very young age Mm -hmm. and it's for many people subconscious it's self-loathing without even choosing to self-loathe like some of us choose to and that's fine too but like (laughs) others we think that we're fantastic and we're having a great time but really underneath it all we fucking hate ourselves Mm -hmm. and we don't even necessarily know why and so essentially in order to um manage how uncomfortable 
and difficult it is to feel that, you numb it out. Right. Um, Because we're not given real coping mechanisms to handle our feelings. Most of us were brought up to believe that certain feelings were wrong and off limits, so don't feel them at all. Absolutely. So as soon as they would show up, it's like, boop, make them go away. So substance use is the, you know, the quickest instant gratification way to do it. Well, therapy's hard, you know. Totally. That would also mean, like, like going at the problem head on. Exactly. And you have to do it. And, and knowing, ther- talk therapy. It, right? right. So then you have to know it because talk therapy doesn't always work for people because it requires conscious awareness. Mm-hmm. And our conscious brain um, does us a lot of favors. It's really important and complicated, but it also really fucks with us mm-hmm. and um, we don't realize it. Our brain is constantly trying to quote unquote keep us safe. And so often that means, oh, veer and deflect from this discomfort because this emotion that comes up, we associate it with death or bad or I won't be loved. So therefore quickly let's go away. And so like in talk therapy, you can talk circles around your therapist, especially if you are smart, smart, have mm-hmm. an active brain, a mm-hmm. spinny brain, and you won't get anywhere. And you're spending fuckloads of money trying to figure something out when really whether you know it or not, you're the, the barrier preventing yourself from getting in there. So mm-hmm. that's why a lot of therapies that just work with the subconscious, like EMDR, trauma therapy, um, EFT, or working with dreams, uh, or breath work, or any type of somatic body work, it bypasses the conscious brain completely and is like, no thanks, we don't need you here. Because you're turning right. that just off. It's you're either just, turned yeah. off completely mm-hmm. or it's it's bypassed to the point where it doesn't even realize that you're not using it. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's very cool. So yeah. you get some, do you find like you get a lot of strong reactions through like, like breath work? Oh, yeah. Like- breath work especially because breath work is uh, literally at that point, like turning off the conscious brain and just letting your uh, connecting into your body and letting stored latent emotions surface. So those days where you feel like you're totally SOL or like gross or unlovable or filled with shame, what an asshole, I fuck everything up. Um, it's nice to remind yourself, but also somewhere deep inside all of those layers, there is a source of deep connected like love self-love radical acceptance and all of that so the more you practice this stuff the sounds amazing yeah the bigger the more accessible that place ends up getting this is what i would need to do because i always thought that like therapy wouldn't work for me because i'd be so stubborn like and i Mm -hmm. wouldn't like want to talk to them or open up you know i would just totally i might go in here to spend money but that sounds great just put take my brain out of it yeah out of the equation Perfect. And then just get to the, yeah, the, the, the meaty the meat, stuff. The, meaty. The, yeah. yeah, I love that. Yeah. I, um, cause I, I also, I mean, I've like suffered from, um, just anxiety attacks for a long, like to the point where like, I mean, I've definitely felt like, like, I think one of the first times I really felt it, like my whole left arm went numb and I really felt like, oh, like, what is it? Like I might, it felt like, cause like it, panic like, attack pan- it, yeah, like a panic attack. And mm-hmm. I really thought like, is this, a, is this maybe actually like more than that? You know, and mm-hmm. it, you get, and that gets you scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've gotten better like, just like managing that. But I think like doing something a little more like than just like regular breathing stuff would be really interesting. Yeah, it might help. I mean, the cool thing about stuff like breath work is there are some really good trained practitioners all around Los Angeles and the country. Um, and they offer uh, some of the best teachers are at some meditation studios nearby. So, you know, we can even put links up online or something. Oh, if yeah. We anybody can wants oh, that's to a great know. idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's especially great in this like increasingly, um, like claustrophobic oh world that we seem oh, yeah. to be living in. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, so I do want to um, mention, like, I just, I loved hearing about Rose. Um, I just like, cause I, I uh, learned sex ed uh, when I was, I had moved a lot, but I was in uh, Texas at the time. And Oh God. Yeah. Well, so mm-hmm. we, I don't even think, I don't even remember actually getting to talk about sex it was mm-hmm. just about puberty and how you're gross now and they gave mm-hmm. everybody a little thing of old spice they separated the guys and the girls mm-hmm. so they had totally different lessons i have mm-hmm. no idea like what like they got explained like what their body was doing um and we had no idea you know i i don't know if i knew what a period was for a really long time after you know after that totally. um yeah but um yeah it's just I, it's it's so weird that so many places like sex ed sex is not taught and especially right. lgbt like sex is mm-hmm. definitely not like yeah a yeah well there are major corners of the country that still see it as a a huge sin against humanity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. well and also like and because i i took it in florida and i'm sure mm-hmm. that this was another, like yeah. you too where it was like obviously the first choice is abstinence obviously right. like don't have sex obviously yeah. don't have sex do not 
but if you have to, like, this right. is a condom. Here's a condom. Kind of how you put it on, I right. guess. You right. Know? <laughs> right. And it's like, yeah, but I think that's what you're talking about, right? It's like, it starts with shame. Mm-hmm. And to shame you into not having sex. And it's like. And, and fear. Yeah. I mean, we, I had a similar thing in fifth grade, the puberty talk, the guys and the girls were separated and we were, not only were we not allowed to tell each other what we learned, I remember just being really excited and being a little, almost titillated by the fact that like all of this interesting stuff happens to us and the guys don't know about it and maybe it'll make, maybe it'll make me more special once they learn that this happens to me, you know, very much wanting to get attention. Um, but not like in a sexual way. It was no. a very interesting child. Um, <laughs> but anyway, I got in trouble for talking about period, what we learned about periods with a, a boy in my class. And so the shame part starts, I mean, shame honestly starts obviously at home, but. What did, what did they, did they just, they gave you like a slap on the wrist? Something. Or, yeah. I don't even remember. I yeah. have a lot of disassociated memories, honestly, from childhood. <laughs> Same, um, girl. Yeah. So I wish I remembered Ditto. more. It would explain stuff probably. But anyway, um, I just remember yeah. getting in trouble from the teacher. Uh I didn't, I don't think I internalized it. I think if anything, that fueled my fire a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, Cole, clearly this is something a little bit like extra, you know, or a little bit taboo. This is like, your like Fahrenheit 451 some, moment. Something. Like, I, tell like, everybody. I tell everyone about the fucking <laughs> bloody pussy stuff because apparently we're not supposed to know. Do the adults uh, know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so the minute you separate the guys and the girls, it starts this us versus them thing, mm-hmm. which is still happening in a stupid like binary gender uh, type mindset that the community is still in, or the community, but like fucking whatever culture yeah. is in, in the world. Um, and uh, yeah, and then it just keeps on, we just like spread layers and layers on, mm-hmm. often through uh, the attempt at educating people. Because ultimately the, the goal is not to teach anybody anything. The goal is to control behavior. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Yeah, so um, you taught... Um, sex ed for a time. Yeah. Um, so what were some of the things you did differently? Gosh, well, I got to teach uh, sex ed on behalf of Planned Parenthood Los Angeles. And California is one of those very special states, as we all know, of course, which is why we live here. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> they currently mandate medically accurate sex ed in schools. Oh. One of the few states in this 50-state union that actually requires that. I don't know how they enforce it, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> At least it exists. It means right. that it matters to mm-hmm. them. Planned Parenthood in Los Angeles and up in Northern California has been handling sex ed in middle schools and high schools for years. And so the schools basically get to, I mean, this is, you know, don't quote me on this, of course, but you basically get to call Planned Parenthood and say, I'd like to enroll my school in this program. So the schools get basically a free six-part six curriculum um, all that breaks down sexuality and sex ed in all of the, it, like, all the ways, not just sort of the bullshit. Teachers don't have to worry about it. Parents can opt out if they want. Mm-hmm. And then it's just fucking handled. And no, and that because Planned Parenthood is doing it, you know it's accurate, it's right. unbiased, it's real, and it's going to touch on all the real shit because it gets updated year to year. Nice. So one of my certifications was, um, after I'd been certified to just teach anybody i wanted to do adolescent or teen focused and so i got trained to do the high school ninth grade sex ed and at the time it's different now apparently there's a lot more like youtube videos and stuff that the hip cool kids do now with like snapchat (laughs) and all that shit right um but like last year it was really it was six parts um it was really nice. There was an introduction to just what sexuality even meant. And we broke it down into four, what I call at this point, like four pillars. Um, feelings, our bodies, um, this is so funny, behaviors and values or like value systems. Okay. And touching on all of that. And when we would talk about LGBTQ focus sex ed it wasn't like oh and here's a separate curriculum for that it was just like part of the deal so when so great yeah so So when we would talk about feelings for instance um which are so important and nobody ever talks about how like that's a huge part of your sexuality uh we would talk about well what are the different feelings and not just feelings about yourself or feelings of like sexy feelings for other Mm -hmm. people it's also how you feel deep inside about who you are as a human so that could mean male, female, non-binary, we would go through all of the options and it would just be, we would have just put as much effort and time on that as everything else. So it wasn't like, 
There was no reason for anyone to believe that there's something different. Oh, that's I love that they gave me options in high school. Wouldn't that have been nice? <laughs> that would have been so nice. We oh. talk about the orientation too, sexual orientation, mm-hmm. um, and how that just really just relates to how you feel about other people, specifically like what kinds of other people you feel aroused or who you might want to date, mm-hmm. you know, and really just simplified it because the kids are 14. Right. Um, but ultimately are more receptive and more eager to learn than m- the majority of adults. How do, so how do you sure. find like some of like their parent like I, well, how do they take like this? I stuff? have never interacted with a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, the my I guess she, she would have been a supervisor, the person who would run the program and and run the volunteers for Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. She did most of the communicating with adults. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it, honestly. It, the closest I got to that, there were some teachers. You would be in some, you know, school districts or some schools that were a little bit more maybe conservative or just the teacher themselves was a little bit like, I don't know about this. So they weren't mm-hmm. as kind when you would walk in. But ultimately, part of the um, role as the educator is you have to sometimes manage the teacher, too. So sometimes teachers would interject and try to, like, make comments or say something. And so you would just have to sort of on the spot manage that and then report it to the Planned Parenthood people so that they could check in. I'm sure that's the hardest part. My mom's a teacher, and she says, you know, the kids are great. It's the adults that are the hardest part because the kids will learn. They want to learn, you know, and they're young and they're still, like, able to learn. And then once you hit a certain age, you know, get stuck in your ways and, not me. (laughs) <laughs> Never. I don't want to grow up. <laughs> Not me. I'm always down to learn. <laughs> Love learning. Um, what, that's so great. So great. Um, what are like some of the like most common questions that you get, mm. either from like from like any of your various practices, but specifically, mm. um, like among the L- LGBTQ sure. community? Like, sure. Do you, do you come across like a particular? I know you can't talk specifics, but like with certain people, but do you come across? any like common things across the board with like lgbtq community yeah you know because i don't necessarily when i work with teens um if they're asking direct questions it's typically through something we call anonymous q a and they actually write down a question on a piece of paper and then just hand it over so i never actually know who's asking um Though sometimes you can guess um if someone's asking a question about queer sex and it's coming from a queer person you can usually tell and then uh because it doesn't have like a judgment tone to it although ultimately i could just be projecting that because it's written on a piece of paper <laughs> but um sometimes i can just guess and, and i get a lot of questions really like about how do gay people have sex because the there is such focus sex equals penis into a, a vagina you have to remind them that there are two other orifices you can utilize and some people will even to this day still argue well it, that's not sex sex is penis vagina right. so then it's like oh so i'm a, i'm a virgin i guess <laughs> yeah exactly oh, yeah. well everyone says that to me because i've never had a penis inside oh, me i must be gold a star right wow. yeah it's so interesting so like so you know, a lot I'm of so the. Sorry that you're just gonna die a virgin, Haley. <laughs> you poor thing. Um, I know it's my burden. But it's like, uh, by the time you know, teens most of the time at this point are 14. They've already been perusing the internet. They've seen a whole lot, and so they've already been socialized a little bit to define sex in a very specific way. So there will either be questions coming from kind of a fear nervousness place of like, okay, what if I don't like vaginas or I don't like penises, how am I going to have sex? Or it's, so what about gay people? How do they do it? You know? Um, um, yeah, I totally get it. Just right. trying to understand judgment. it. Yeah. If there isn't something going inside of something else, then how could it possibly be sex and what would they even do? You know? Because right. there's such an assumption that yeah. that's what brings you pleasure. Because I, I definitely remember um, when I was, you know, questioning for, it was it was a long period of time for me and I was just worried about like what you know what's wrong with me am i ever gonna like have sex ever um what if i am gay and then i don't like doing stuff with guys mm. like that like yeah it's 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 scary when you're you're not sure because you 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 grow up thinking like this is what i want and then suddenly something happens or or slowly or whatever and mm-hmm. then oh no everything's pulled out from underneath you now mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. yeah so that's very cool that you get to um help those kids that way totally and i wish i could do it more now um I found the most fulfilling, you know, you don't go into sex ed to like 
get fa- a fancy car and like a million dollars. Um, and some they people don't, don't under- believe it or not. A fancy car and a million dollars. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice though? Um, there's still this idea that like you should be doing it out of the goodness of your heart and it's sort of like, okay, go fuck off. Um, this is so fucking important. Yeah. But so some people don't understand why somebody would want to do it full time because it really doesn't pay your bills. Um, but you'll only really know it when you do it because there is such exchange with not all the time, of course, but with so- the clients who really want it, like they their entire demeanor changes, even just being in the room with someone once they can register like, oh, interesting. This is a safe place and a safe person to have this conversation with their body language changes, the way that their faces scrunch changes, their eye contact changes. They, they like it's just so rewarding and just knowing, you know, what it was like to not really have um, resources growing up, again, disassociated memory. But I mean, my I was my own support system, the books and the readings and the this is and the that's like there weren't humans to talk to. I don't even know if I tried. So just to, you know, what it would be like to have somebody older than you sit there and just be like, yes, it sucks. Totally get it. I felt the same way. You don't have to like it. Uh, it's not that bad. Right. And here, I can't change the difficulty for you, but what I can do is equip you with enough information so that you can make as good of a choice as you can for yourself in the moment. Because that's all you can really do. It's Yeah. yeah. And what's great is that it's presented in a way, like you said, where it's just part of like the everything sex curriculum. And it's yeah, where it's not like, because it would be almost just as bad if it were like, um, hey, so we're going to have this special segment. Yes. Like... Guys, yeah. you got you got to know there's gay people out there. Actually, this, everybody, it's, it's crazy. all different. Raise your hand if you're gay. Yeah. We're gonna put you yeah, in a exactly. different room. Yeah, can you imagine? Oh my god, this this smaller room just because there's less for you, not because you know there's anything to no do. No reason. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Oh man. Um, I just I loved hearing you talk about um being like uh working with with uh, sex toys um mm-hmm. and like uh, like ungendering them. So like because I I feel like a lot of um straight guys get the idea like they can't have like anal stimulation or whatever. Mm-hmm. so um can you talk a little bit about that for sure i mean that goes down to homophobia again mm-hmm. and fear and lack of information etc mm-hmm. it all kind of boils down to that um you know there's an assumption well anal sex if you're a dude on the receiving end if you identify as gay and you bottom you must be some sort of sissy which is a derogatory right. term oh, that yeah. feminizes someone oh yeah mm-hmm. bottom so there's is, that is the absolute worst. all of that and so there's already like which ultimately you're insulting someone by calling them a girl which is an adjective not an insult and yeah. it but like that's a whole other conversation like calling someone a pussy yeah it's like too, yeah. oh great i'm fucking resilient and strong and can basically i'm indestructible like yeah. damn right i'm a pussy pussies Thank are you. tougher than testicles sorry Zach. yeah that's, i always no, say that it's i'm like, not arguing that there yeah to say like what a what a testicle or a scrotal sack you are yeah you know it's it's so much more accurate <laughs> anyway yeah so um so there's just this fear that like if you are receiving something in your butt, you are submissive and less than and sissified and all this stuff. And uh, and because anal sex with someone with a penis or really just like anything going into your butt was so directly associated to gay men that it was like, well, I can't be gay. I can't even be affiliated with a concept of that. Therefore, that is an exit, not an entry forever. And mm-hmm. heaven forbid, I might even enjoy it. Um because there's this association, like, if I find pleasure from this very particular sex act, what does this mean about me as a person? Right. And that's with all kinds of sex acts. Mm-hmm. But especially, even to this day, there are questions about, um, does this mean that my boyfriend is gay because he wants me to stick my thumb in his ass? Or does this mean that I actually might be gay because I really want my female partner to, like, fuck me really hard with a harness on? Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, all of the questions really come from a usually from a good place um but Mm -hmm. it's sort of it's sad because there literally is no connection like sexual orientation is its own thing it's its own deal right and it's who you want to date and then that's what your deal is uh and if you don't want to label it also you don't have to um it's just whatever what you enjoy in bed is a totally different ball game it's whatever you end up receiving and feeling pleasure from we often don't get to choose that right we just find out sometimes accidentally like oh interesting i like my foot being licked okay mm-hmm. and um if you can just receive that and be as accepting of it as you can uh you will get closer to 
connecting to yourself on a more authentic level and you'll just enjoy sex more um and that's what we want that's what we're ultimately yeah. we all really want that i mean yeah. I have, all the headlines are like 10 ways to have mind-blowing sex tonight how to not fuck up sex tomorrow and it's just like all about having good sex mm. yeah but they're always like weird things like suck on a bit of ice and then like and I then know. like blow him or something <laughs> but it's never like just um like really listen to your inner self and, i know like, well you don't <laughs> sell like, magazines doing that to, right yeah that's true just, listen to what your partner wants right. maybe talk about right. it. have so a conversation yeah. beforehand <laughs> it's one of it's one of the hardest things now especially with you know just the clickbait world of online journalism yeah. which i used to be a part of um and was unsuccessful at because I could not, I just couldn't do the sensational, like basically lies. I couldn't do it because it was just, it's feeding on people's fear and shame already. Uh, but anyway, uh, it's like, it's hard to give a really good response to a journalist who really ultimately wants a very specific answer. Mm -hmm. They're not all journalists, of course, just online writers, uh, mm -hmm. cause they want you to have some sort of like special technique or special secret sauce. And it's like, I'm going to give you a boring answer. You're not going to like, yeah, they want you to say something. They want you to tell them the grapefruiting technique or something. Oh. Basically, which is also, I mean, that's a thing. And I gotta say the ice sure cube before a BJ sure. is a thing too, but oh, it's yeah. also like, none of that is going to help you out. If you're if you can't even look at your partner in the eye, right? Mm -hmm. When you're naked, it's yeah. I, I for find instance. it just like because I've talked to just various straight friends. I'm not going to name anybody, but like very straight, where, yeah. <laughs> you no, know, but where they, where they've they've mentioned that like it's really hard to get their partner to go down on them, yeah. or they will not eat somebody out, or something like mm. that. For whatever reason, there's like this idea that like the other person's genitals are gross, or that right. they are maybe like more submissive for eating somebody out or sure. setting somebody off. Yeah. yeah, why do you totally. find that, like, straight men are so averse to eating pussy? Do straight men like vagina? What's wrong oh, with I them? promise. <laughs> <laughs> so many things. Um, but, you, I mean, you'd be surprised. Like, there are a lot of men who enjoy eating pussy. And um, it's it all roots into just the misogyny and sexism that in our culture uh in general things that you know lady things femme things girly things are somehow bad and dumb or scary or confusing and you know we're all from different planets how do we figure these women out it's like <laughs> uh we're actually we have more things in common than we don't uh yeah. you just have no idea partly because no one's teaching you that <laughs> right and we and we start from a very young age that it's us versus them it's two teams against one another instead of just we're all fucking humans with different bits and pieces between our legs that's literally it Right. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, a lot of straight men love eating pussy. I think a lot of it has to do with either ew, gross. I associate this with something negative or bad because of lack inf of information or an abundance of bad information and inaccurate information. Uh, or I don't actually know what to do. And that if I don't know what to do sexually, mm -hmm. then I'm not a man because I learned that being a man, you have to be able to ride someone's body and figure it out like a map without having to talk right. um and if i right. fail at something it's my fault and they'll laugh at me um which is all valid stuff toxic masculinity is a thing and is ruining our sex lives among other things mm -hmm. um so it's it's a lack of understanding how to work it and also part of it you know um straight men their female partners don't often know what to say or do they don't really know what feels good to them because they were not a lot of us i suppose uh, were not taught I mean, I guess I just happened to fortunately figure it out on my own. Total accident. <laughs> but we're not taught like, oh, pleasure is also a thing for you, not a thing you give to someone else. Exactly. And you might have anatomy that is inside and you have to kind of like dig around to look at it and you have to intentionally like bend over with a mirror to see it. You know, mm -hmm. there's effort there. So you have to reconcile with that. And then once you're in there, there's like folds and bits and pieces and, you know, it looks complicated. And so you don't even try and uh, so we're all just kind of, you know, running around, not really knowing what to do and too afraid to ask or too afraid to admit it. Mm. Yeah. And so then we just have all of these experiences where we're just like, that wasn't great. Or did I orgasm? I don't know. I think maybe. Yeah. I'm oh. just fine with that. Like, yeah. yeah. And accepting it. Exactly. Yeah. It's like we all need to practice radical acceptance, but that is not what we need to be accepting. Yeah. Life oh, is too absolutely. short to have bad sex. Right. Totally. One thing um, I'll say is... I've never been kicked out of bed for a request I've made. You know what I mean? Fantastic. Yeah. It's been maybe like, mm, no. Yeah, I'm not. Super, Let's do this yeah. other thing instead. But totally. it's like, oh, yeah, I get yeah. that. That's I, wonderful. I'm yeah. glad to hear that. Generally, like to try most things at least once, and then like, oh, that was not for me, or like, mm -hmm. oh, whoa, 
this is really I'm going to start doing this right. all the time. Yeah. So there's no problem in asking yeah. is what I'm saying. I mean, that's the best way to do Hopefully it, not. partly because people can't read your mind, and the only right. thing to get what you want is to say something. I also just have more fun when I definitely know that they are having a good time, too. Totally. Like, you know, and it's not just, like, one-sided. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I can't imagine just, like, yeah, anyway. Yeah. Jeez. It's oh. tough. But, you know, there's fear trying to talk about what you want, and, you know, in the communication side is tough when you don't necessarily know what you're working with with your partner. I remember having a partner who told me to stop being so Dr. Ruth about everything. And for the younger generation of the world, God, uh, Dr. Ruth. Is this Ruth, another one of yeah. your uh, pseudonyms? <laughs> no. no. I remember um, Dr. Ruth. Almost. Yeah, elderly, very tiny little, I think, German lady who had a TV show. Yeah, and it was sort of like learning sex from grandma, but not like Rose in my high school. Um, different situation. And uh, and this was before I was even a sex educator. I was still just a journalist in the sex industry and just like knew what to say and knew what I liked. So it was sort of like... The fact that I would say vagina, maybe. I don't even know if I said vulva at the time, but just like we used terminology that wasn't from the porn world. Right. He was so turned off and grossed out by me. And I don't I don't remember how I responded. Words that must not be named. Yeah, so fucking (laughs) dumb. And so it became clear, you know, oh, interesting. I am. in a di- I'm on a different plane than like it definitely made me feel othered. It didn't stop me from like having sex with whoever I wanted, but there was certainly uh, a an awareness and a- additional self consciousness from what I was already carrying. Where it's like, oh, cool. So I'm not just going to be nervous about how I look naked, but also I'm going to be nervous about how I talk and communicate in the words I use. Fantastic. Right. Let's do it. Can't wait to orgasm. Yeah, wow. You know. Yeah. Oh man, I, I've had this like I've talked with Zach about this, which is kind of funny. Is like I'm actually I'm a pretty good communicator in bed, um, but one thing I always joke about is like lesbians haven't quite caught up to dirty talk yet. Oh, interesting. Like we're not. I, I feel like in my experience, we don't quite have it because it's also like you're like having sex with your partner, but you're also hanging with your girlfriend. So like I remember, heck, mm. <laughs> I was having sex just doggy style, and at one point she just goes. You're so tan. <laughs> <laughs> and I, was, I remember just like looking back and being like, thanks, girl. I guess I am. <laughs> cool. Oh, my God. Thanks. <laughs> That's great. That's so great. That's yeah. so nice. No, it was actually I do better, better with positive um, affirmation rather than, <laughs> than anyway. So that, um, but I uh, no, I've definitely I've definitely like d- done dirty talk. And was, I've done dirty. That sounds so. Um, no, but like I've, you know, like been calling my like my uh my sex person a like a like a, a bitch or whatever um mm. or like it's gotten like there's a certain point where dirty talk just sort of takes over mm. and then afterwards you have to like i am so i don't know who right. that was you gotta reconcile with <laughs> yeah. what's just been said hey that wasn't me in that there. wasn't me <laughs> well the cool thing with dirty talk is it is a way i mean it, it as long as it's authentic and everyone's on the same page like right. so, you know do whatever you need to do um there are, right now we're trying to find ways like in the education community with discussion of consent and how um, people are sort of simplifying it to, oh, so are you just going to, like, ask permission every two seconds? It's like, kind of, but not really. Right. Um, remember all those, like, sexy things that you would liked hearing or wanted people to say? That's how you can get consent by, like, practicing with the dirty talk thing. Absolutely. Yeah, people act like it's this kind of minefield where, like, oh, I, like, oh, I just don't know what to do anymore. I can't right. even, like, high-five a girl in the office, like, right. without, and, like, w- no, yeah. you're you're acting crazy. You're trying to make the other person sound crazy for asking yeah. for consent, essentially. Totally. Like, again, in my experience, if I've ever noticed like maybe there was some pain involved or something, I mm-hmm. say, "Hey, oh yeah, back off." Little. We cool? Are we cool? Uh, yeah, or yeah. I'll ask. I'll be yeah. like, "Hey," and, and, and you know, like honestly, that that is all. Like women love that <laughs> when you mm-hmm. double check and triple check and like. You know, I mean, that's consent right there. Yeah. It's checking. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what you got to do. Right. You, you gotta got to check. You in. have to do it. Oh yeah, every time like you just adjust a little bit, and I don't, I don't, I don't find that not sexy. I don't to, either. No, I, that's what I'm saying. It's I have so connecting. Had, I have had yeah. horrible sex, like the worst sex of my life, where um, I, I literally was saying stop, and that oh, didn't happen. I'm sorry uh, to hear that. Oh yeah, it's whatever. Uh, well, <laughs> I mean, it's whatever. not. It's, it's no not, good. It's no, no good. it was not shitty. Good. But yeah, um, yeah. But then you just kind of like, I think more so. I think I learned from it where I just like need to like actively push somebody if ever mm. and I've, I've literally never had that problem ever again mm-hmm. um okay. i wasn't even planning on talking about it it happened uh, yeah. yeah but um <laughs> yeah it's just it's it's just funny because like 
Yeah, and then they got super huffy about it afterwards. Like, like, Ugh, why aren't we defensiveness. doing? Yeah, why aren't we doing this again? What's wrong? Like, it, yeah. what? It's it, total cluelessness. Yeah. I mean, this mm-hmm. is the type of stuff. It I happens. I don't think he understood that. I'm something sure happened. You know, mm-hmm. um, you, what you're experiencing. I mean, this this type this level of consent violation, or you can call it whatever you we mm-hmm. want to, um, happens regardless of your gender identity, your sexual orientation, mm-hmm. how many partners you have, whether you're poly or monogamous, like. It just happens to humans who interact with other humans. There's just so, there's so many variables going on and, uh, fear and insecurity and lack of information and aggression. And if I don't know how to deal with what's going on with me, I will make it about the other person instead. And it's this amalgam and you never really know what you're working with with a new partner. Uh, and sometimes you, you don't find out until you're in the midst of something very intimate and connecting. And then it, it, it goes wrong and yeah. it's really tough to deal. I think more. I think more important is yeah is is knowing how they like how they react in that situation. Yeah, that's um, a true character right yeah, there. That's is. how you know. Who that's they a are. good sign. At least yeah. I mean that's a good thing because then you can you know it's a bad sign. Right. It's a red flag. You know. Yeah. Like, um, I'm really glad you said that because I think a lot of people because there is this big consent issue going on right now with Me Too and all that mm-hmm. and I th- and right in the media it's only it's only like well actually there have been some gay ones but um. Sure. It's mostly straight, it's majority straight cis women. people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is a problem in the gay community or in, in trans community. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Everywhere. Oh, Everywhere. So it's just talked about it. less. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Glad you mentioned that. Oh, shit. Can we go into the one thing I wanted to go into? Maybe. What? What's that one Before thing? we go into the game. And the clitoral pump? I wanted to talk about female ejaculation. Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. Can we go into that, that a little bit? Um, it's just... Um, because I know very few people who even know as much as I do about female ejaculation. Mm. And then I don't even know everything about female ejaculation in terms of... A lot of, of people don't, including yeah. scientists. It's still confusing to some people. Really? Okay. Because I know that it comes um, from... I like Because I have this friend at work and it, I'm always like, oh my God. Because he's like... It's just pee, isn't oh, it? Don't you love it when men are like, <laughs> yeah. I know what it is. Sorry. You're and I'm saying like, he, so this friend who's always like this at work, he's always it's happened more than once. Okay, Jeez. yeah. Well, we're we're a writers' room, so we're very close. So we talk right. we talk about a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm always like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely but not. It does come from the urethra, right? Yes. Okay, but it is a separate gland, right? I mean, it's a separate. Here's I, I the guess thing. I am. I am. Only because I haven't refreshed to see what the most recent information is, because there is a little bit more recent research. So female ejaculation is something that there's so many, like, you'll ask one person and they'll say it's pee. The next person they'll say it's from the skein's gland. The next person they'll say it's from someplace else. It's fluid that, um, there's studies that I know off the top of my head at the moment, they basically broke down the fluid that came out after an ejaculation And just to break down like what was in it. And so some of the people in the study had some uric acid in the fluid, which then meant, okay, so this came from the bladder. Uric acid isn't pee. It's just something that comes from the bladder. Mm. But then other people in the same study did not have any uric acid. And some of the people in the study with multiple ejaculations, some of their ejaculate had uric acid, but then some didn't. So there wasn't even consistency. Hmm. Um, from my understanding, there is absolutely presence of fluid from the skein's gland, which is in the urethral sponge. Um, and uh, But it's... And this, I could totally be corrected because, again, there is something new that I don't know. Um, I, have, I just haven't read the study. You might be able to do an addendum, too. You could, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The skein's... The fluid that kind of squirts out of the skein's gland, like, there isn't a ton of it. And so some ejaculate, there is, you know, tablespoons and tablespoons. And from my understanding of the skein's gland, you can, it doesn't produce that much fluid. So I there see. has to be fluid from other parts of the body. What I can tell you for sure is it is not pee. If you find that you or a partner has squirted some fluid out, who fucking cares? That means that it was just a powerful orgasm and that's what that person's body was able to do that day. And they were probably hydrated. Um <laughs> And it, there's nothing wrong or bad. You don't need to sterilize anything. Uh, if you find that you or your partner are prone to just producing a lot of fluid from vaginal contact, um, actually, you don't even really need to. You can eat, Some people ejaculate just from clitoral stimulation. They don't even need the G-spot being mm-hmm. massaged. Bodies are fascinating. Just get a fucking waterproof blanket and go to town. Towels aren't going to do it. They're just going to no. get soaking wet. Yeah. Um, and then you have a wet spot to sleep on. 
and the female ejaculation you see in porn is most likely pee only because they have to produce so much fluid and yeah. projectile it across the fucking room. And so you'll find porn mm. stars are walking around the set because uh, they're goddamn feet. professionals carrying jugs of water and they're just drinking water all wow. day oh, so that they have hydrated. enough to work from. Oh, and that makes sense too because that would explain why it's never like yellow in porn mm-hmm. too. It's just so damn hydrated. Mm-hmm. So there are some porn stars who for sure they just produce a lot of fluid. I don't mm-hmm. know where it all comes from and they can absolutely project it and um, it's an authentic quote totally. unquote squirt. That's why they yeah. get paid the big bucks. The thing is, when we try to break down, like, what it, what is this and what is this woman doing with her body, we're treating it as though we are coming from the human factory and we're all built with the same pieces and we all function the same way and we just fucking don't. If True. we did, we'd be easy to fix and we'd never be sad because we'd know exactly what to do to be happy all the time. So it, when we try to really, like, break it down and understand this so much, not only are we desexualizing it, we're dehumanizing the person we're talking about and putting a damper on pun intended the whole entire thing (laughs) where it would just be so much nicer if we could just accept and understand like this is a thing the body did as a result of intense pleasure how amazing yeah Yeah. totally if you played a role in that fucking cool you should feel do you need to understand anything more than that no (laughs) yes maybe I mean, no, it's it's, I, it's, yeah, it's the, the coolest feeling. Yeah, the, totally. Like, I had a great time, and that's, yeah, that's I did that. Oh, yeah, it makes me feel like pretty damn cool. Mm-hmm. There is some cleanup involved, always. But, that's, but if you're having, I mean, no sex problem. is messy it, and sticky. It's so no matter messy. what, if it's not messy and a little gross, like there's so many fluids sex? happening. Did you even have sex? Totally, yeah. <laughs> it's an inevitability. We still have not had sex. <laughs> <laughs> right, down this down. Okay. <laughs> Okay, thank you. I just wanted to go into that a little bit. Of course. Um, yeah, that was fascinating. Yeah. Um, okay, so I've prepared a game for us. I can't wait. Okay, and it's going to be Zach for Sam. I'm going to be the uh, host. Okay. Um, Anne's going to kick Zach's ass. FYI. <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny, though, if I totally lost? Yeah, and, what like, if you lose? Oh, my God. I, I mean, might. He, right. could, he could like totally know all this stuff together Everything's now. possible. Okay. I know a few things. So I know you also mentioned you worked with um, sex toys. You're very familiar with them. So I did a little research and I came up with a game. And the two of you are going to have to guess which one of these movies or songs is also the name of a sex toy. Oh, my God. Brand or model. Okay. Do we have to say whether it's a brand? It doesn't matter. No, it's. I just had to kind of widen it. it, it, So it could be a a sex toy like brand or a model of a sex toy. And some of them are going to be Some of them are... Just going to be movies Got or it. songs. Right. And some of them are going to serve dual purposes I'm as so ready. your favorite song and something you can step cover. Are butt. there any trick questions where it's. <laughs> I love both? when I get set my favorite song. Yeah, on. so that's what you're trying to guess. Oh. No, if it's like both a song and, a movie? and also a sex toy. That's, yes, that's the, so yeah. that's the game. That's the game. Yeah. So they're all going to be movies or songs. Uh, oh. Yeah. So you're trying to guess. Oh my God. If I'm some just naming, if I'm naming just a random movie or song. Oh yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Got it, I got tried it. to pick. Yeah, yeah. I tried to pick like movies or songs that I would think kind of sound sex toyish that are not. So okay. I am trying to trick you. Got it. But then there are some movies and songs that are actual names of the sex toys. Yes. Okay. It. Got it. All right. So we're gonna start. We're gonna start with an easy one. Okay. okay? And don't forget, you can play at home. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> play at home. Bring the kids. Tally. Yeah, bring in the kids. <laughs> um, tallied up and send us your scores. Yeah, I think this is going to be a new game on Double Dare. You know, you know this. <laughs> Here it's coming back. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here's the first one. Easy one. Fifty Shades of Grey. That's Ew. a movie. And a book. Yes. Yeah. Is it and also? It's, it's actually a sex I, toy. I don't line. think it's a sex toy. There so you, is a sex toy line. You think though. it's a is sex it? toy? It's both. I did PR for the sex toy line. Oh. Embarrassingly, because oh, they're I already terrible. locked in my okay. answer. <laughs> yeah. You're so ding well, ding. I mean, Anne is right. Oh, man. It is both a movie and a sex toy. Oh, what Zach, is it? You are wrong. It's a whole line. Oh. You got. You can. Oh, it's, it's got a all line. Kinds okay, of stuff. got it. So models. Okay, got so it. Could be a model of, of sex toy as well as a type. Like of, a got whole it. line. Okay, got yeah. It. So that particular one is a whole line. Man, got guys, it. come on, get it together. All right. We're just I've getting warmed up. <laughs> I really am. All right. Here's another one. So this is a song. So you got to tell me if this is also a sex toy. Got it. California Dreamin'. I mean, almost positive it's I, from California Exotic Novelties. I think it's going to be a sex toy as well. Yeah. You're both right. Yes. It is a vibrator. Great job. <laughs> Do you have pictures of the vibrator? You know, I wish I would have had them ready to go. I don't. It's I'm all good. To you later. Fortunately, this is also an audio medium. <laughs> 
I was just going to describe ooh. it in we, detail. Although we can put pictures Should of all of this up? on our Instagram. Oh, yeah, we That's totally true. Uh, follow us at uh, Not Together Podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, got another movie here. Top Gun. Oh. I think it's just a movie. Oh. that's It super sounds like it should be. That movie is so gay. Um. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it is a sex toy oh and you'd be wrong Zach it is Fuck. just a movie good job man <laughs> there is a lube called gun oil gun oil I know that one there were some that were pretty close but I, I made sure I was like very specific yeah um, California Dreaming even had an apostrophe just like the song so I was very specific <laughs> okay. otherwise if it was dreaming it was dreaming not. I would have cut it out absolutely it. Um, okay we got another uh, song here uh, Black Betty by Ram Jam. Um, yikes. I'm going to say I'm just this song, though it's very possible there could be a sex, toy. a sex toy too. I'm going to just say this song. I'm saying it is. You're Gosh, saying it's a sex Anna's word. right again. God damn it. Gosh, Zach, you, I keep, so Well, I keep wanting to... I know, I keep doing... I, keep, I, I have to say, this is such a not fair fight. I've been working with sex toys See, that's for like I told 11 you. years. Yeah, I, I told you. It's this, so unfair, but not to me, so I'm cool yeah, with it. This was 100 <laughs> like, percent created to humiliate Zach. Oh. Okay, I uh, got another movie here. Black Swan. Oh, that's a sex toy. It's a sex toy. Are you just copying her? I well, unfortunately, she said first. <laughs> he fucking should. Yeah. Okay. It is. It is a vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> for, All right. I should probably say it first uh, from now on, just probably. To, just to not. <laughs> I'll try not to just get so excited just, that I have to answer. Uh, black swan. Yeah, you should let him answer first. Okay. Is it shaped like a swan? It's, it's kind like of like yeah, it's, it's curved. curved. Yeah, it's, it's got like a, like a neck, swan like a swan neck. neck. I remember okay. that one. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, Womanizer by Britney Spears. Um, I'm going to say that's not a sex toy. It's a sex toy. Is it? <laughs> it seems like such it a is, harsh thing. It's a whole thing. line. Oh, it's oh. awful, but it was made in Germany. And in Germany, womanizer is actually, it's not like a bad thing. It's like. Oh, it's cool. You know, like the, oh. uh, what, what are the fucking, what is stupid, what's his face say? Like, like a Fonzie. Anything you put Izer at the end of anything and it's like amplified. Oh. You know? the, oh. I can't think Jesus. of any other words with like German or words with eyes or like or like yeah or like uh, the something eyes or they always say inzi too like add inzi to anything that's german that's german yeah um, so when they marketed it in america all of us were like are you fucking serious but the oh. product itself is so amazing like everyone just gave it a pass i just can't I imagine see. somebody being like this is gonna beat up your vagina right <laughs> like, that sounds that's so it's kind mm. of just meant to be like woman but it's like like it in makes germ- you so it's, much it's of like a woman. You're more super woman. woman. You're like an, like, an yeah, Uber, yeah, yeah. like an Uber woman. Uber woman. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You're Got explaining it. it better than me. Okay. <laughs> Got a movie. Another movie here. Um, Pretty in Pink. Zach goes first. Um, I'm so far behind you guys. Um, <laughs> this is gonna be a real comeback story. Um, I uh, I don't I can't trust my instincts anymore. I want to say that it is. Yeah, I want to say it is. A sex toy? Yeah, or a brand or something. I mean, I think it's a movie, but it could be a sex toy brand, but I'm just going to say movie. And that's a win for Zach. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a bullet. It's a little bullet. Nice. Mm. All right, I got a couple more for you. Afternoon Delight Ooh. by the Stan- Starland Vocal Band. I'm going to say it's it's a sex toy. Me too. It's not. I totally oh, spent a long time Googling wow. it. Because I was like, this has to be one, Sounds right? like it would at least be like a though. brand of like poppers or I something I Googled pretty like hard. Right. I Googled for at least like three whole minutes. Man. Mm. Three minutes? <laughs> then it can exist. You You're going to email me back internet. being like, I need the point back. You liar. Okay. <laughs> if anybody listening uses an afternoon delight, let us know. <laughs> But not if it's homemade. We don't know why. Oh, yeah. yeah. At all. Oh, God. <laughs> I make my own afternoon thanks, but no delight. Thanks. <laughs> All right, here we go. I got two more for you. Oh, man. Okay. okay. That's it. <laughs> These I, ones I, are worth 10 points each. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. I got a song here. Want to win the jet ski. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh do you do Is get it... a fancy car and a million dollars just for being on the show. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. I knew I would never parenthood. get it doing my job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Midnight Rider by the Allman Brothers. Oh, God. That's got to be a vibrator. I think it's a sex toy. You're both right. And yes. this is a vibrator. Good oh, job, great. Zach. 
Oh, yes. Ooh, look at you. <laughs> so double points double for that. Double points. Okay. We got a movie here. My Own Private Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> mm. I'm going to say no. I'm going to go out on a limb and say yeah, no. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that it's not a sex toy. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> you never I know. It would make him laugh. Oh, you really uh, got me with that. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> oh, it would have to be. It'd be shaped like Idaho. It'd be discreet. Just, yeah. Yeah. It just oh, for yeah. you. It'd be an indie thing. Like someone made it on Kickstarter. Oh, God. Um, I bet you River Phoenix is the name of a sex toy. <laughs> Maybe. Not that I know of. Jeez. All right. Wow. Ooh, um, okay. You totally so, yeah. beat me there. Like I said. Yeah. And kicked your ass. You totally kicked my ass. It was not a fair fight. <laughs> it wasn't, but it by design. But on, you did. You beat me. Um, well, I, I want to say fair and square, but you don't. <laughs> <laughs> nah. It's all right. I, yeah. I'm not. No shame Incredible. with that. All right. Well, this at this point in the show, we usually um, have our straight guest of the week ask us an unfiltered, uh, no judgment question. You're our like most educated guest yeah. that we've Ooh. ever had yeah. in but, terms but of you're... Uh, sex and relationships, specifically. Yeah. LGBTQ. Totally. Which um, is super fucking cool. Hmm. That's something that like we're as we want to go on, we want to have featured more of stuff like that. So so it's it's cool. very fun to have you on. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel but like it makes this segment boring. Well, no, I think now can, what do we do? Yeah, do you yeah, want to? You know. can still do, like it could be a personal. It could be anything. Do you want to just ask us something? We've been grilling or, you this whole time. Yeah, or again, if there's something you think we missed that that we yeah. should have touched on, or um, yeah, anything you just want to say. Hmm. Yeah. What should What should this segment be? How was your day? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me tell you. Um. How did you two meet? Oh yeah! Oh, that's a great have idea. We talked about no. We've we never we haven't talked about it on the show. You haven't? No. Oh my god! Thank show. God I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, thank God. <laughs> so we do that. This worked out great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Zach and I met in Florida mm-hmm. in college. Yeah, we both went to Florida State mm. um, uh, Film School. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a year above me though. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we just would like work on a lot of sets. We um, one time we were on the camera team together, and we spent the whole time just joking about how in love with Emma Watson you are yeah 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 so we spent we had six days of like 12 hour days where I was I first AC uh yeah I was second okay so we were like on yeah we were on the camera team Mm -hmm. together so Mm -hmm. you know while uh like in between like setups while they were setting up lights or whatever it would just be me with the camera on my lap and him just be like and as we just we just be like oh Emma (laughs) (laughs) this is me as Haley and so what are you doing here yeah, um, we we would try and workshop how I would talk to Emma Watson. Yeah, um, and it was always in that voice. It sounds constructive. It was, all, yeah. it was great. Yeah, and then um, <laughs> right. Yeah, and we both just uh, we moved out here. I moved out here like f- almost it'll be five years in mm-hmm. a bit, and you a bit before that. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, and years. we've lived here for a while. But this is is we we both recently just moved very close to each other, which is really nice. Yeah. Mm. Um, and now we both work. Um, at the same Now we even work together. Yeah. No way. So we are together all the time. A lot. Yeah. 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 We're even gym buddies now sometimes. Yes. Because we go to the gym. So we work in the same office. We work on the same show. Mm. Luckily, we're in different departments. Because we we might drive each other like crazy. If we, if we are you production that? and you're writing or something? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Exactly. Um, and uh, yeah. And then so we go to the gym. Like every lunch too, mm-hmm. so we see each other all the time. And yeah. it's, like, it's yeah. been pretty rad. That's cool. It's yeah. been great. I'm not tired of you yet. Not yet. Thank goodness. Just, just wait. <laughs> just wait though. I don't yeah, know. Challenge my, accepted. Uh, after that game, my patience were a little thin, Haley. <laughs> <laughs> Next time the game is gonna be like uh, Steven Universe characters. <laughs> To set set him up. I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to get like. Well, that's when we'll, we'll get Rebecca Sugar on the show. Oh, she's shit. the creator. Oh, yeah. She's the creator of totally. the Universe. I'll just quiz her on names of her own characters. <laughs> mm, she'll totally lose that. Yeah. yeah, she's like, oh god, I don't know, oh, I don't know, Emerald. <laughs> All right, so oh, um, I want to just say thank you so much for coming out to the oh, valley. Yeah. I can't believe you came to the valley. No I don't mind. I'm valley. right near the freeway, so I just hopped oh, on. God bless. Yeah, Perfect. I had the best time. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I had a great time too. I learned Thanks a lot for having too. me. This was great. Um, is there anywhere that people can like find you on on? Oh yeah. yeah, totally. I mean, AnnHotter.com uh, has my workshop information and contact information. My Instagram is the Ann Hotter. Um, there's a lot of cat photos. It's not like a sexy. Ooh. If you want sexy girl photos, like it's not what mine is at all. <laughs> um, 
Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's basically that. You know, I don't, I'm not as active on Twitter um, and whatever. Who cares? Great. Uh, yeah. And they can find me. They can book me. I do bachelorette parties and bachelor parties a lot. That's People really true. love doing oral sex workshops instead of or in addition to having the stripper come. Right. So um, it's wedding season. So if people need, you know, someone cool and fun to teach them how to suck dicks or eat pussy, like well, I'm going to be, a, I'm going to be a groomsman for a childhood friend. So I'll definitely recommend. Oh, how yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> oh, adorable. In lieu of a stripper. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Sweet. Yeah. And then of course uh, we can be found on Instagram at, at uh, not together podcast and on mm-hmm. Twitter at not together cast. Uh, and uh, obviously you can find us here every week yeah amazing thank you Anne thank Thank you. you and thanks for listening bye bye We're Not Together is a Reverie original podcast executive produced by Aaliyah J. Daniels LaShawn McGee Chris Rodriguez and Damian Pelliccione the show is hosted and produced by Zach Ogle and Haley Manrique Show is edited by Josh Perkins, and our theme song was composed by Barry Anderson. Download the Reverie app now and use the code TOGETHER, Together for 25% off your first three months. <laughs>